For a person to be able to see, observe what is around him, there are two things necessary. One is the external light and the other is the internal light. Both are necessary. If a person doesn't have the internal light that he is blind, then no matter how bright it might be outside, might be midday with the sun shining brightly, not a cloud in place, but he doesn't have the inner light, he is blind, so he's not going to be able to see anything. So the inner light is necessary. And together with that, the outer light is also necessary, that if a person has the most sharpest eyes and his sight is very very sharp he can see very far and his perhaps we can describe it as supervision if there is such a thing but it is totally dark outside sometimes suddenly the power goes off in a night when there is no moonlight as well it's perhaps the first of the month and now the power has suddenly gone off. person can't even see his hand in front of his face. So it is totally dark. He cannot see anything. Though his eyes are perfect, he has the sharpest eyes around, but he can't see anything. So both the external light and the internal light are necessary for him to be able to see. The same applies in terms of hidayat. There is an external light, there is an internal light. Both are absolutely necessary. The external light, Allah Taala revealed the Quran Sharif. Allah Taala sent Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as the guide to the entire mankind. And Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught in detail how a person should live his life. So this is the external light. But together with this external light, there is an internal light that is required. This is the external light, which is called Basarat. That a person can see, he can see the Quran Sharif, he can read it. Many people read the Quran Sharif. Many people read the Ahadith. But together with the Basarat, there is what is the internal light, which is known as Basirat, the inner vision which in another word can be called Hidayat. And without this Hidayat from Allah wa ta'ala, then this outer light also a person can't benefit from it. Outer light is there, it's available. But if the person doesn't have this inner light, then he cannot even benefit from the outer light. Instead, 
sometimes what will happen is that despite the fact that the outer light is perfect but a person that very same thing would become a means of him going in a different direction the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says يُضِلُّ بِهِ كَثِيرًا وَيَهْدِي بِهِ كَثِيرًا The very same, same Quran Sharif becomes a means of guidance for many. But many because of their inner blindness, they use the same Quran Sharif and go astray. Somebody will misuse the ayats of the Quran Sharif. And in this time and age that we are living in, the age of legitimization, everything is legitimized. For anything and everything a person will find an ayat of the Quran Sharif. How he will twist it and turn it, how he will distort it, how he will misinterpret it, all that will carry on. But he'll present an ayat of the Quran Sharif. He'll present a hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Anything and everything a person will find something. The other, It's a different issue how he will distort it, how he will twist it out of its meaning. But he will present something. So that same Quran Sharif, now he in his distorted thinking is comfortable that I am also doing something in the light of this ayat. I got some proof, I've got basis for it. People will establish establish fashion shows on the basis of ayat of the Quran Sharif. All kinds of things that are far away from deen. People will find proofs for it, they'll present proofs for it, so-called proofs in inverted commas obviously. So in any case, what is required is that together with the outer light, the inner light is required. And this inner light, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Qur'an Sharif. That, فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ That the person who Allah Ta'ala wishes to guide, and who Allah Ta'ala wishes to guide, it will only happen who Allah Ta'ala wishes. But Allah Ta'ala has a system. It is not something that is haphazard. It happens with Allah Ta'ala's will only. But Allah Ta'ala has created a system. And that system for hidayat is firstly, Yahdi ilayhi mayyunib. Allah Ta'ala will guide the one who shows the inclination for that guidance. The person who is totally indifferent, the person who doesn't want it, afanul zimu kumuha wa antum laha karihun. Allah Ta'ala says, will you force it down your throat if you don't want it? No, we won't force it down somebody's throat. Yahdi ilayhi mayyunib. Allah Ta'ala will guide to him the one who shows the inclination for that guidance. Is there a cry inside the heart? Whatever the person's condition is, but there's something troubling him inside. That this is not the life that I'm supposed to be leading. I'm supposed to be leading a life that is in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. I'm supposed to be leading a life that follows the way of life of Rasulullah This is not the way of life that a person is far away from the commands of Allah Ta'ala. A person is following the sl- desires, he's become a slave of his nafs. This is not my life. I'm not supposed to be living like this. There's a cry from Mudan. And he is desirous of coming on the right track. That is step one for that hidayah to come. Yahdi ilayhi mayyunim. There's something inside that he's crying out for it. And together with that, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا This is the system Allah Ta'ala has placed. It will happen with his will. It will happen who Allah Ta'ala desires for. But Allah Ta'ala has placed a system for who he desired. So the person has the inclination, and then وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا 
The one who will make an effort for that hidayat. The one who will strive for it. He will take some steps forward for it. And when he will take those steps, Allah Ta'ala will shower his rahmat on that. His effort will be not worth anything. What is our effort? If after that salah we perform, Allah Ta'ala doesn't take us to task for the way we performed it, that too will be his grace. For any reward to be blessed upon it, that is a very, very great reward from Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala is in his last moments. The incident is well known to us. We may have heard it at some time. He was performing the Fajr Salah. And one fire worshipper in the Fajr Salah, in the darkness, this person came, disguised himself. And he stood in the saf. And as Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala who was leading the Salah, this person ran out with a dagger in his hand. And he comes and stabs Hazrat Umar several times. Due to which he falls to the ground. And then in that process, this person runs out and trying to escape, he stabs several other sahaba, several of whom passed away, became shaheed at that time. Umar who is unable to continue with the salah, Abdurrahman bin Awf continues with it. And after the salah quickly is over, they take him home. The lengthy incident, any case, the, in a short time later, one day later, he passed away. But in that time now, people, it became obvious that he's not going to survive this. They brought him some milk to drink. He drank that milk, it came out through the wound. First they brought some water to drink. That wound, that came straight out of his stomach. The wound was so deep. And they realized he's not going to survive this. So now, people are coming. One person comes, and as a kind of consolation, to console the person. person who is in his, who's ill, person who is, uh, in his last moments, this is a time to raise the person's spirits, to raise his hopes. It's not a time to say things that will crush a person's hopes. Sometimes, due to not knowing the etiquette or due to negligence, we say things at times which does the opposite of what is supposed to be said. Like a person now is ill, somebody comes to visit him, say, what, what happened? So he says, no, well, this is what the diagnosis was. So now that person gave the diagnosis of the doctor. This is what happened. This is somebody, this artery is blocked and that happened and this happened. So he says, oh, my uncle also had the same thing. And as soon as he diagnosed it, the next day he passed away already. <laughs> now what message are you giving to this person? That you already, your days are numbered too. This is a time to raise the person's hopes. To say something that will make him feel hopeful, to raise his spirits. Now we are saying something that is now actually making him feel that, well, this is it now. So in any case, Umar who is lying in this condition, one person comes, and in a manner of consoling him, he says to him that, you were in the company of Rasulullah and you fulfilled the rights of his company, and then Nabi finally left this world in a condition that he was pleased with you. And thereafter you accompanied Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and you were his companion and you were at his, at his side. And you then lived with him through his khilafat. And thereafter he passed away in a condition that he was pleased with you. And then you became the leader of the believers, the Amirul Mu'mineen. And now you are leaving, you are leaving them in a condition wahum anka radun. They are all happy with the way that you dealt with them. So in other words, if it is this that you are now leaving, you don't have anything to really be too concerned about. 
Inshallah, your matter with Allah Ta'ala will be fine. Nabi Sallallahu left in a condition he was happy with you. Abu Bakr Allah left in a condition he was happy with you. You are leaving the believers in a condition they are happy with you. Inshallah, Allah is happy with you also. Now all these things were the achievements of Hazrat Umar Ta'ala. But at that time, where is his mind? What is he thinking about? He says to this person that How I wish that I just come out as we can call it fair and square. Meaning just balance off. If I don't get anything that is not too serious, as long as I'm not taken to task for anything. As long as I'm not taken to account for anything, I will regard that too as a great favor upon me. After having done everything and having achieved great heights, having done that service to Islam, that history will not be able to produce that in, ever. And after all that, this is his condition of heart. He says, if this come up balanced, though I don't get anything in return, but I'm not taken to task. Thus that too is a great favor of Allah on me. So when Hazrat Umar is thinking on those lines, and if we manage to perform our five salah for the day, this was like a favor to Allah Ta'ala. And if on top of that somebody got the tawfiq of making tahajjud, then subhanallah, this was something that he should be now taken on mi'raj, for example. <laughs> Whereas this is something which we did only ourselves a favor. If Allah Ta'ala doesn't take us to task for the way we perform that salah, that too will be his favor. So in any case, we're talking about this hidayat, that one is the inclination for that hidayat. That is the first step. And the second step is, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا The second step is, the person makes that effort for that hidayat. When this happens, Allah Ta'ala then guides him. So in regard to this guidance, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ Allah Ta'ala wishes to guide somebody, Allah Ta'ala expands his chest for Islam, expands his heart. Now, expands his heart, Literally, if we think about it, then this will become a major thing. People have to start widening their doors because the person's heart will become big, his chest will become big, he won't be able to fit through his door. So obviously, this is not the meaning. So the Sahaba Ikram, quite clear that the literal meaning is not what is meant. So therefore, they ask Nabi Islam. The ayat of the Quran Sharif is revealed. They are experts in the Arabic language. This is their mother tongue. And not just the mother tongue like how some people's mother tongue is some language, but they can only speak it as we call it kitchen, kitchen language. They were experts in the language. They would talk just very, very casually. That casual talk of theirs has become excerpts in poetry. It has become great excerpts in literature. The casual talk, just narrating an incident. These have become experts where... People who study Arabic literature, they delve into this. And that was just casual conversation. That was the expertise that they had in the Arabic language. And after that expertise, they are still asking the question, we didn't understand what is the meaning of this ayat. They are asking Nabi Salaam, please explain to us. And nowadays it has become that any person who can open a translation of the Quran Sharif also becomes a Bufasir. He is also interpreting the Quran Sharif. So the Sahaba are asking Nabi Sallallahu that this ayat of the Quran Sharif has been revealed. Islam. What is the meaning of this? How will his heart expand for Islam? So Nabi Sallallahu replies and says that a nur will be placed in his heart from Allah Taala. 
a nur will be placed. Now this is that inner light. As we said right at the beginning, that the two lights are necessary. The outer light, the external light is also required. But without the internal light also being in place, that external light also won't be, a person won't be able to take benefit from it. So the external light is there, the Quran Sharif is there, the Hadith are there, the lives of the Sahaba Ikram are there, the teachings of the Ahlullah are there. But if together with that the internal light is missing, then a person won't take any benefit from this. And many a times it will all sound like just fairy tales to him. And a person will dismiss it like, this is something for the camel ages, don't talk to me about all this. So that internal light, and that internal light Allah will grant to whom he wishes, but there's a system. The first step is that inabat, that inclination. And together with that inclination, that mujahada for it, that effort for it. So Nabi Islam says, Allah places a nur in the heart of this person. And this is described in another ayat of the Quran Sharif. فَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ That the one who has been, his heart has been expanded for Islam. Allah Ta'ala says, he's actually on that nur that Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with. فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِّنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala says, woe and destruction to those hearts that have become hardened and are neglectful of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, Nabi Islam explained that this is a nur that comes. And the dunya, it's not so obvious that what is this nur all about? But this nur will become obvious on the day of Qiyamah. On that day, people will be looking for the nur of others. Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran Sharif. يَوْمَ يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتُ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُونَ ذُرُونَ نَقْتَبِسْ مِن نُورِكُمْ قِيلَ ارْجِعُوا وَرَاءَكُمْ فَالْتَمِسُوا نُورًا that the hypocrites, the munafiqeen, on the day of Qiyamah, when there will be total darkness, and a person will be going only in the nur that he has already acquired in this world, the nur that he took along, that will be his brightness. So the munafiqeen will be without light. And they'll say to the believers, Unzuruna naqtabis min nurikum. Just wait for us a little. We can also benefit from your nur. But they will say to them, Irji'u wa ra'akum, faltamisu nura. You go back to the world and get your nur. That is where you acquire it from, not here. What you brought from there is what you will benefit from here. You came empty-handed, it's too late now. So this is the time to acquire that nur. Every amal that Nabi Islam taught us has got nur in it. Though we can't, if that nur had to become visible here, the dunya won't be a test anymore. Then the dunya won't be a test anymore, whereas Allah Ta'ala has made it a place of test. Therefore many a thing is in this unseen. And the reality will open up when the eyes close. When the eyes close, then the person will see the reality. It's a deep thing. Everything else he has to open his eyes to see it. But the day his eyes will close, not when he will close it. When it gets closed without his option. When that eye will get closed without his choice. Then he'll start seeing the reality. So... In any case, Nabi Islam explained to the Sahaba Ikram that this nur comes in the heart, then this hidayat comes. So they asked Nabi Islam, that is there any sign? This is a nur, it's something not visible in this world. This nur will only be visible in the akhirat, the reality of it. But is there some sign that will indicate that this nur has come in the heart? Is there any indication that a person can go by to judge within himself that to what extent has this nur come in my heart? 
So Nabi Sallallahu said, yes, there is a sign for it. And this is the thing that we have to take with us, that to keep checking within ourselves that what is the extent of this nur in my life? And how much more effort I have to make to bring this nur in my heart and life? So Nabi Islam explained three things, which are the signs that this nur has come in the heart. The first sign, At-Tajafi Andaril Ghurur. At-Tajafi Andaril Ghurur. That the person is disinterested from the place of deception. Daril Ghurur means his world. In the Quran Sharif also, Allah Ta'ala refers to this world as a place of deception. Why is this a place of deception? Because what a person gave his life for, gave his blood and sweat for, all that deceives him suddenly. Suddenly when the person now has to leave this dunya, and he's to now go into the cover, when he's laid down in the cover, everything that his heart was attached to, he gave it all the love from his side, it all shuns him. You go alone. Shukriya ek qabar tak pahunchane walo shukriya. Ab akele hi chale jayenge is manzil se hum. The person now has to just leave everything behind. His wealth deceives him. Doesn't come with him. His properties deceive him. His cars deceive him. His family deceives him. Nobody comes with. Obviously nobody will go with. But this is what this deception is all about. That though we know it, but a person still hankers after it as if he's going to be with him forever. And a person breaks the commands of Allah Ta'ala in the process. That this is what I need to do. This is what I need to get. Even if it means breaking Allah Ta'ala's command, Billah, but I need to get it. So this is that hurur, this is that deception. So when that nur comes in that heart, then this person comes away from this deception. He will use the world, but the world won't be in him. Like a ship, a ship needs the water to sail. But if the water comes into the ship, then it will sink. So they have pumps on board, that if some freak wave comes, or something or the, or the other happens, and the water starts coming in, then immediately that pumps must come into action, and start pumping that water out. And we are all the time in such an environment of dunya, that all the time this water of dunya is coming in the heart. Now if that pump is not pumping all the time out as well, then gradually it starts sinking the ship. And what are these pumps? These pumps are the environments of deen. Where the akhirat is discussed all the time, the reality of this world is discussed. What is this dunya all about? The effort of deen. Person goes out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, he's making an effort, striving, trying to clean his heart out. Person goes in the company of the mashayikh, the ahlullah to bring the reality of what dunya is all about in his heart. That the dunya is a very temporary place. Every person has to go. Nobody has remained here forever. And one day is our turn. When that day will be, Allah knows. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, we don't know. So to bring that, those pumps, that talim that takes place, the talim in the masjid, the talim at home, that fazail sadaqat, that kitab, the name is, we may call it in a way, so to say, that it is misleading. Not that in some wrong way, in a negative way, misleading in the sense it seems too simple. That is fazail sadaqat, that is just some virtues of charity. But it is an encyclopedia in itself. And one of the very, very 
deep themes that are in there is what is the reality of dunya and what is the real place of akhirat so what, what will bring out bring the reality is this reading of these things so this will be the pump that will keep pumping out dunya because dunya will keep flowing in person is all the time talking telephone figures and maybe beyond that also so what comes in the dunya what comes in the heart person is forever thinking about he's going to sleep also the same thing is running in his mind and person is in salah also that same thing is coming in his heart person is making sajda and at that time he's planning what what are the deal is going to do so what is in the heart so this pump has to come on so the first thing is at tajafi an daril ghurur to remove this inclination of the dunya that water will be there the ship will sail on the water ship won't sail on land the person will use the dunya what allah taala has blessed him with in a halal way he'll use it he'll make shukr on it that shukr do will take him closer to allah taala but he won't allow it to come into his heart that's the first thing nabi sallallahu mentioned the second thing this tajafi an daril ghurur sometimes you find even some person who's without iman you'll get these hermits and those hindu yogis and whoever else they also live a life of complete uh, abandonment of the world but that is not going to benefit them together with that wal inabatu ila daril khulud together with being disinclined from the dunya the inclination towards the everlasting abode everlasting abode is jannat that is where we've come from our abode is jannat and when a person knows where his abode is he doesn't forget it person has come from a foreign land he's come to south africa now he's living here he's working here whatever but he hasn't forgotten where he come from from time to time he's sending money back home he's transferring his funds to his family whatever so he is here but he remembers his home all the time perhaps not a day goes by without him knowing that i am not from here i am from somewhere else so likewise our abode is jannat we are here as travelers kun fi dunya ka annaka gharib aw abiru sabil nabi sallallahu alaihi says be in the world ka annaka gharib like a stranger stranger also sometimes is a stranger for very long in one place nabi sallallahu alaihi says no not just a stranger aw abiru sabil rather somebody who is just passing on the road person who is passing on the road he's on the move he bothers even less about the things around him the stranger who stationed somewhere he starts taking note of many things and starts indulging in many things but the person who's on the move on on the road he is not worried about what's coming past and what's going and what's coming nabi sallallahu alaihi says live in the world like you're just on the road so the place that we are from is jannat adam alayhi salatu wasalam came from jannat and we are headed back to jannat so now that that's our place we need to transfer our funds there we need to transfer our currency to the akhirat by means of amal good deeds by the salah we perform the sadaqa we give the other rights of deen that we fulfill this is transferring our currency to the akhirat that's our abode that's a second sign that this noor has come in the heart so to what extent a person is busy transferring this currency to what extent he's ensuring that he's fulfilling the obligations of deen he is making an effort to bring a life deen in his own life in the lives of others to what extent he is trying to bring the sunnats of rasulullah sallallahu in his life because all this is transferring currency for him in the akhirat to what extent he is concerned about helping his fellow beings all this is transferring his currency in the akhirat somebody is without a shelter 
Is he concerned that I should put at least some, maybe sacrifice some of my f- fancy things and put a shelter over this person's head? Somebody doesn't have food for his, to put some morsels into his belly. So rather than spend thousands eating out somewhere, I'd rather share that little bit with him. So this transferring of this currency to the akhirat. So wal inabatu ila daril khulud. And the third thing Nabi also mentions, which is a sign that this nur has come in the heart. This nur of hidayat has come. Wal isti'adadu lil mawti qabla nuzulihi. And preparing for death before it comes. That is a sign of intelligence. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says that this is the most intelligent person. Most intelligent. Nobody likes to be called a fool. And if somebody, we overhear somebody talking to another person and is referring to us, says he's a very intelligent person, we will already grow maybe a few inches tall. Because we like to be called intelligent. But the real intelligence is what Nabi Islam has described. Otherwise, there are many so-called intelligent people in, people in the world. All that intelligence is of no use to them. Because they don't even have Iman. Somebody is still bowing down to a tree. What kind of intelligence is that? But this is when the nur hasn't come in the heart, that hidayat hasn't come, then what use is that intelligence? So, well, Nabi Islam says the most intelligent person is the one who prepares for death. He prepares for death. Harun al-Rashid was a great king. He, there was one person who used to come into his gathering by the name of Bahlul. And Bahlul was a person who was mad in the love of Allah Ta'ala. But he would sometimes, because of that state of ecstasy that he used to be in, people regarded him as a madman. Whereas he wasn't mad in that sense. But he was somebody totally absorbed in the love of Allah Ta'ala. So Harun Rashid knew this person. He was a great king of the time, ruled over the vast part of the world. But in any case, he used to joke with this person. He had given the orders anytime Bahlul wants to come to me, no restrictions. He's allowed to come anytime. But he would also sometimes tease him, joke with him. So one day Harun Rashid took out one walking stick and he gave it to Bahlul. And he said to him, Bahlul, that the day you find a person more stupid than you, this is an amanat. The day you find somebody more stupid than you, you must give it to him. So he was making a joke out of it. Everybody laughed about it. So Bahlul took their walking stick, kept it with him. Well, Amanat, I have to pass it on someday. Find a person more stupid than me, I'll give it to him. Time passed, everybody forgot about this incident. It happened some time later, Harun Rashid became very ill. And he became so ill that it seemed like this is his last. And people are coming, visiting him. Bahlul came along also. Bahlul asked Amirul Mu'mineen, what's happening? He says, Are Bahlul, you're asking what's happening. I'm on a journey. So Bahlul asked, you are going on a journey? He says, yes, I'm on a journey. So he said, when are you coming back? After the journey. He says, Bahlul, I'm going on a journey where you don't come back from. He says, oh really? You're going on such a journey you don't come back from? So how many of your security personnel are you taking along? He says, Bahlul, you don't take any security along on this journey. He says, Achha, very well, you don't take any security. And all your cooks and all normally when you go somewhere, they go and make all the preparations in advance so that when you reach, reach there, everything is ready. So how many cooks and other staff have you sent ahead? He said, Bahlul, you don't send anybody ahead on this note, on this journey. 
The child, that too you don't send anybody. Then all your other, normally when you're going somewhere, you send all your other requirements that you'll have, your luxuries and comforts all go in advance. So you can sleep in comfort, you can live in comfort for that period of time. So now you're going on a journey, you're not coming back from. So you must have sent a lot of things ahead already, all your bedding and whatnot and your bed. And he says, Bahlul, you don't take any of these things on this. So as this Christians carried on in this way after asking many things in this manner, so finally Bahlul took that stick out. And said, Amir al-Mu'minin, I'm fulfilling this amanat today. She says, what amanat you're fulfilling? He says, you gave me the stick to st- that the day I find somebody more foolish than myself, I must give it to him. I think that you are the person. <laughs> that you go on a small little journey, one, two days away, and you make so many arrangements. You make so many preparations. You do all these things long in advance. And here today you are saying that you are going on a journey you're not coming back from. And you haven't made any preparations for it. I don't think there's more somebody more foolish than yourself. There's your amanat. But this is the lesson. That if we sit down now and think, how many minutes I've got left of my life? Can I say? Is there any guarantee that I will see tomorrow? So if I don't see tomorrow, how will I want to leave the world today? What would I want to be in order? How would I want things to be tomorrow when I'm lying there as my janaza? Would I want my monetary affairs to be the way it is now? I want to sort it out. If I'm owing somebody something I haven't paid for ages, would I would like that it be sorted out before that time comes? I'm gone without that being settled. I've said some harsh words to somebody. Would I want to just go away without it or sort it out? I haven't made my qaza for so many years. How would I want to leave the world without that having been fulfilled? Or at least I must start right now. Allah knows best how long I got still left. But at least I started. I haven't fulfilled my zakat maybe. How can I sort that out? Whatever else, whatever hukukullah left over, hukukul ibadah left over, how can I clear everything so that when the time comes, I meet Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala in a way that He is pleased with me. So this is that isti'dad and this preparation for death before it comes. When these three things come, Nabi Islam says, this is a sign that that nur of hidayat has come. So this is what this effort is all about, that we have to become conscious of this reality of akhirat. Akhirat is in front of us. It's staring us in the eye. It could just take us, the angel of death could take us at any moment and put us in akhirat. But before that time comes, we still have this few breaths left. Allah knows best how many. We have this chance to make the sincere tawbah. These Mubarak days are in front of us. Allah's Nabi Islam is to show so much of enthusiasm for this time that was that is coming. Long in advance, he's making dua. Allahumma barik lana fi rajaba wa sha'ban wa balighna ramadan. Allahumma sallimni li ramadan wa sallim ramadan ali wa sallim huli mutaqabbala. All these duas for ramadan. So that when the time of ramadan comes, a person is ready for it. He's prepared for it. And he can take the maximum from it. And the time ramadan comes and goes, the person's life has changed for the better. Unfortunately, we wait, and when the day comes, now we say, well, tomorrow is Rosa, the moon has been sighted. Now our preparation starts. And then because we've done nothing to make sincere toba, to start rectifying ourselves, the month of Ramadan passes, and it's like something just came and went. So let us start preparing for that in advance. Let us make sincere toba, istighfar, turn to Allah wa ta'ala, rectify our situation, whatever it is, we rectify our situation with Allah ta'ala as well, we rectify our issues with the creation of Allah Ta'ala also. And in this way, we will, this world will become Jannat for us. 
and the everlasting Jannah is waiting for us as well. Give us a tawfiq. Allah <laughs> La ilaha illallah 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa sallam ho jaye mera dil ek maidan ho to hi to ho to hi to ho to hi to ghair se bilkul hi uth jaye nazar to hi to aaye nazar dekho jidhar aur mere tan mein bajaye aabogil 
درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیتا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا الہ الا محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ عمن وانہ اللہ 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 کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے آہ را جز آسمہ حمدم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود آہ را جز آسمہ حمدم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود الہی ای بندرہ رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن الہی ای بندرہ رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہو و لکا شکر کلہو اللہم لا نحصی ثناء علیک انت کما اثنیت على نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہلو ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما الہ العالمین یا اللہ اے کریم آقا الہ العالمین ہمارے تمام گناہوں کو معاف فرما تمام سیاد کو درگزر فرما الہ العالمین یا اللہ whatever sins we have committed in the darkness of the night forgive it ya Allah ya Allah whatever we have committed in the brightness of day forgive it ya Allah whatever we did deliberately forgive it ya Allah what we did by mistake forgive it ya Allah ya Allah in these mubarak days we are making sincere tawbah ya Allah ya Allah the mubarak month of Ramadan is coming ya Allah enable us to see this mubarak month ya Allah enable us to benefit from it ya Allah enable us to make our lives change for the better ya Allah ilahul alamin enable us to gain the great wealth of taqwa ya Allah ilahul alamin bless us with your love and muhabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah remove the muhabbat of the world from our hearts ya Allah ilahul alamin remove the ways of the yahud and nasara from our lives ya Allah grant us the way of life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin let us live our entire life in the way of life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin your beloved nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam did so much for us ilahul alamin he sacrificed so much for us ya Allah what difficulties and hardships he underwent ya Allah his mubarak teeth became shaheed for us ilahul alamin he stood in the long hours of the night ya Allah making long salah and making dua for his ummah ya Allah ya Allah how we have discarded his ways in return today ya Allah what pain and what taklif you are giving his mubarak heart ya Allah ilahul alamin forgive this major crime of ours ya Allah ilahul alamin let us live our life in such a way that the mubarak heart of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is cool ya Allah let us be a means of the comfort of the mubarak heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya allah forgive us ya allah forgive our families ya allah forgive the, our friends ya allah forgive our relatives ya allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alamin, forgive the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, remove the hardships and sufferings from the ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'amal that bring down your rahmat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those a'amal that bring down your azab, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, remove the suffering from the ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ilahul alamin, all those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove their difficulties, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin ya Allah at the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Ilahul alamin ya Allah take us on tawbah and nasuh ya Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Ilahul alamin make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us ya Allah Ilahul alamin grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away from our families from throughout the ummah Ilahul alamin fill their qabr's with nur ya Allah make their Complete maghfirat ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat ya Allah. Ilahul alamin ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are ya Allah. Ya Allah, present you know the needs of each one ya Allah. You know what the aspirations of each one's heart are ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb ya Allah. Ilahul alamin ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them. Fulfill all their needs of dunya and akhirat ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all those who have made ihsan upon us give them the best reward of their ihsan in dunya and akhirat ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu asked for ya Allah we also begging for all that good whatever Rasulullah sallallahu sought refuge from ya Allah we also seeking refuge from it ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah you give us a tawfiq of pleasing you every moment of our life ya Allah save us from your disobedience ya Allah save us from every moment of disobedience ya Allah ilahul alamin fill our hearts with your love ya Allah grant us your love ya Allah grant us your muhabbat ya Allah grant us the nisbat of the awliya Ya Allah. ya Allah, use us for the khidmat of your deen, Ya Allah. Till our last breath, Ya Allah, use us for the khidmat of your deen, Ya Allah. And out of your grace and mercy, accept it, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب